Lampshade Media presents Uncomfortably Close, presented by Rude Boobs, with Rory Eustace. Eustace, welcome to Lampshade Media Presents Uncomfortably Close, presented by Rude Boobs. I'm sorry, what is it? It's uh, un- Uncomfortably Close, presented by Rude Boobs. That's our new name. What's it called? Uncomfortably Close, presented by Rude Boobs. Like boobs. Oh, okay. Boobs that are rude. Yeah. Uh, that seems very heteronormative, but... well. Oh. Angie okay. Healy named uh, it, so it seems a little offensive at the time. Just gonna say that. Angie Healy named it, so it couldn't be that hetero. <sighs> I am, yeah, she's kind of like the queen bee of the lesbians, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's. It just seems like right now, with like everyone kind of dying and like the governor's crying all the time, maybe we shouldn't be like mocking the whole uncomfortably close thing. So well, it's like you and I have gone the distance for this, you know, social distancing thing. Yeah, for sure. Like, literally. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, to be fair, she did name it before the the outbreak of COVID nineteen. Before oh, I'm things sure went that's pandemic. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I didn't even know. Yeah, I'm. Well, I, she's probably patient zero. She probably flew all the way from China. She was in Wuhan or Italy right before the interview. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, picking out bats and shit. Yeah. She that's and why she, she named me it. as a bat person. Is she does she? A little bit. <laughs> oh my gosh. So like I had been telling people for a long time ever since this thing came up a few months ago uh that uh, the, the, oh, it was caused by snakes. Yeah. Yeah. People were eating snakes in Wuhan. I don't know where the fuck I got this idea, but I'm just a part of the problem. But if you say it with enough confidence, you could be president. So exactly. You can just keep saying it. Everything's fine. I, it's fine. Yeah. He ignored it for a while. And then uh, you can't, <laughs> it turns out. Yeah. You can't just ignore it. Yeah, just like my mental health, it doesn't just go away when you ignore it. No, it's I mean, even when you sleep it's still there. It's a big old problem. We might have to rename the show, I think. Oh shit. Be a little bit more sensitive to the times, probably. Okay, okay. You know, I'm 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 actually starting to get a lot more comfortable with renaming the show now because it seems to be a, a common occurrence. But I, I trust huh. you. I mean, you know, you seem like a nice enough person. I don't know you that well, but we had a we had a good time here at the uh, at the show. So, mm-hmm. so I think I think I yeah I will basically put my my brand in your in your hands. Okay, we're gonna call it Apocalypse Light, presented <laughs> by Florida Inbreds. Is that good? <laughs> sure, man. I like how everybody's going with presented by now. <laughs> I I mean, it's just, it's America. You brand everything. Yeah. So Apocalypse God. Light, Lampshade Media presents Apocalypse Light, mm-hmm. presented, by presented by Florida Inbreds. Yes. <laughs> Have you seen those videos? It's fucking wild. 
I've seen the These people uh, are not okay. <laughs> I've seen the uh, the Florida Man uh, articles, which are always amazing. It's always a gem, but they they were recording like these college kids going on spring break to Florida right now during this whole COVID outbreak, and like you hear them talking like, oh, they're all just fevered, like they're all just like spiked fevers. They're all drunk at the same time, wandering around aimlessly throughout Clearwater Beach, and it's just. It's going to mutate, and that's just going to be something else eventually. Yeah. I have no idea what the fuck to expect in the world right now. Everything is terrifying. People are, like, losing their jobs. Nothing's fun. Everybody's, like, struggling. I don't know. It's 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 a, yeah. it's a horrible time to be a comic, or maybe it's the best time. Maybe it's the time you were made to shine. Oh, I love it right now. Okay. Love it. I'm, abs- I'm obsessed with what's happening right now. Are you? Yeah, I'll tell you, because I I have, like, real bad anxiety. Like, I, the, you know, I'm on medication for it. I have therapy, and I talk to people and all this other jazz. And for once in my life, the world around me matches my internal anxiety. So everything just makes sense now. And I don't, like, I'm calmly walking around with my dog. Everyone's, like, panicking. I'm like, it's fine. This is just, now you all know how it feels. <laughs> Welcome to all my world, motherfuckers. Yeah, they're like, why are you so calm? I'm like, meh, could be worse. Like, it literally can't. This is it's, this is a pandemic. Like, eh. <laughs> they invented a word for this situation. Okay, <laughs> it is like I I was watching like the stock market plummet, and I know someone who has a lot of money in the stocks, and they just started like almost crying. I'm like, yeah, well, I guess that told you so. I don't I don't feel bad <laughs> for what's happening about any of this. I don't know. Any stocks. <laughs> I, like, yeah, stock market. You've got, yeah, your problems are different than mine. Well, then, like, you're like, well, what about your retirement? I'm like, I'm never going to retire. What are you talking about? <laughs> I already. You told, think this is gonna stop? <laughs> I already told Peter Breck my retirement plan is to be really nice to the government workers that are taking care of me one day. Oh, yeah, when so, they've just thrown you into the U.S. sanctioned gulags. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe they'll give me an extra cookie or something or a jello. Yeah, you'll be somewhere in some basin in Arizona trying to, like, claw your way out, and they just keep pushing you back down with a stick. That'll be it. It's going to be great. I'm going to be the one they it's, like, though. Oh, yeah. My, that's yeah, my yeah. main goal is to be the pleaser of, of the all the people in their little jail. Yeah, you're going to be the one that gets killed, though, because you keep snitching out to the guards. Do you think that about me? You think I'm a fucking snitch? I don't want to. (laughs) Where did you get that impression of me? What the fuck? You just said that you wanted to be the one that they all like. Well, yeah, but not because I'm a snitch. (laughs) (laughs) I want to be playing I've never been to prison. (laughs) Yeah, I haven't either, actually. I would probably melt in prison. I don't know. I feel like prison would be hell of an adventure. I mean, <laughs> you don't get to do a whole lot. I mean, I guess we're kind of doing that now, right? Like, you're just at home prison. Like, you just kind of hang out with your shit for a while. And then you realize, I guarantee you, a couple months into this, people are going to be like, man, I just, I don't need all this shit. <laughs> I just don't want any of this stuff anymore. I've seen it nonstop for three months. And then we're all just going to become like hippies and wander through the woods. Yeah, I feel like I'm gonna. I'm. I'm. By the time this episode airs, I will be. I will have more money than if this would have not happened in a way. But then I'll again. I'll also probably not have a job. But I don't know. 
Well, because I'm not going I mean, out, you know, spending money, I guess is what I'm thinking. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> they're uh, the uh, because they, they, I think they passed that thing where they're just going to give us all a bunch of money. Yeah, like a thousand dollars. Yeah, like a thousand dollars once, and they're like, maybe we'll do it again. I'm like, you're gonna have to. <laughs> do yeah. You understand? I think it was it's, like An- Andrew Yang was saying that uh, everyone needs like thirty five hundred to get through the couple oh. months. Yeah, and that's it's gonna be like they're they're saying like a thousand once, and then again, and then again. Because like, or else the market just is gone. Yeah. But how bad could it really get? I don't know. I have no fucking idea. I'm just riding this wave, you know, doing the best I can with I, what I got in the truck. Dude, I fucking love it. <laughs> I watched my dad one day. Or it was my dad one day. He's like, "Just nothing makes sense. There's no normal anymore." I'm like, "Yeah, no. There. Did you think there was? Like, did you actually think?" That any of this had a plan. Because I, oh. I feel like this is just... We've just ripped away the veil. Now it's all out. It's all out in the open. Yeah, yeah. To think, I, I used to just be worried about my dating life. Yeah. <laughs> Those old things. I, <laughs> well, and I... Like, I recently started like dating someone, which I was not expecting whatsoever. Uh, I was actually like very much closed off and dead inside. And this is before all this happened. <laughs> and I remember going to the date being like, I'm just going to f- hate this motherfucker and probably just going to drink by myself in the corner and wait for him to go away. And then he turned out to be like a pretty decent human being and things <laughs> spiraled out from there. Uh, oh, wow. But of course, now he, he he's, uh, he's stationed in Guam and so like I don't get to see him for a while. Uh, so wait, he know, was... We were gonna, like, He's in Guam now. Yeah, but yeah. he was in. He was. He was near you. Like you. You guys were in the same city or whatever. You were actually going out. Yeah, yeah, for a couple months. Yeah. Oh, nice. Okay, okay. But then, you know, that's well, that sucks that he had to had to run off and. No, but then I I find love, and then the world goes into a pandemic, and I cannot leave to go see him. So, <laughs> it's just ironic, I guess. Yeah. Wow. But I mean. You holding out like you got the you got the you think it's got the strength to to weather this storm? I'm about to find out. But about to find out. I, I think so. I mean, I'm I'm pretty hands off. Like I don't need a whole lot of stuff. I don't need a whole lot of people like around me all the time. Um, which is why I'm really thriving right now. But <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think it'll I think it'll turn out. You know, I'll be a military wife. That's fine. <laughs> the benefits are great. That's what I hear and read and looked up. Yes. <laughs> as soon as you found out, you were on the fucking internet looking up the fucking benefits. Oh yeah, it was like a, like a month in. I'm like, okay, this is going pretty well. And kind of mentioned some stuff. He's like, well, you know, if things work out, I'm like, what the fuck do you mean things work out? And I like googled it, like. I went to the bathroom when we were at dinner. I was like, what is he talking about? And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> Came like running back out. I'm like, yeah, whatever you want. I don't know, wherever you want to go, I don't care. Let's just make this <laughs> You're like, if this goes right, I won't even have to be nice to that fucking government worker. No, because they'll have to be nice to me. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking great, man. Fucking Guam, though. That's a, that's a, where, where the hell is Guam in the world? Jesus Christ. 
Is that like South Pacific or some shit? It's what? Is that like the South Pacific, one of those territories that the U.S. owns? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, if you look up a map and you just go to, like, maps, you put Guam, it's just ocean surrounding it. Like, there's just nothing there. Uh, I don't know why we own it or what happened, but we do. Well, that's because uh, America's great. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's... Hold on, let me find the... Oh, yeah, it's, like, south of Japan, but north of Australia. That makes sense. I guess. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's a, it's, a great, it's a great place, especially this time of year. Yeah, yeah, no, it's supposed to be great. Uh, it looks real pretty. It seems uh, like a great place to visit. avoid COVID. Oh, no, I'm sure it's there. <laughs> I'm sure it's everywhere. It, it's impossible at this point not to be, but... Well, uh, no, I'll just I, you know, my one friend's like, you know, we might go into like this could be like all apocalyptic. I'm like, okay, can I please be excused to go be with my island lover and be left alone <laughs> for all of this, please? Like, oh, yeah. y'all can do Mad Max in Arizona. I don't give a shit, but I'm gonna go to my island, please. Did you guys meet on like an app or something? Worst of the worst on something called Grinder, which is just like a meat shop. Like you just go and pick through whatever you want. Yeah. And uh, oh yeah, I mean you—it's just unsolicited dick pics. And oh, I've definitely. Everything else. I've heard Pat Deering's jokes about it, but I've never actually used it myself. I well, now we know, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> Pat's complete. I mean, he's on. It, it's he hit the nail on the head with those jokes. I mean, it's. It truly is uh, a hellscape. But uh, occasionally, like, a, a decent person kind of wanders through. And you match up, and even before going on the date, I was just, like, real negative about it. Like, I was planning on failure. Like, I was very ready for disappointment. Yeah. Uh, and it just uh, wasn't, you know? That's incredible because I've never like I, I mean obviously it's different on on Tinder uh, for us straights yeah. and shit but uh, Tinder was fucking horrible. Raiders. I mean yeah, it was fucking horrible and uh, you know I just uh, I just I just I, it's like I can't imagine actually that thing working and then I see like I have really good friends that have wonderful relationships. I actually uh, some friends of mine, Mike Furman and uh, and Alex Burnside, just got married. They met on Tinder. And they're just the oh, okay. most lovely people ever, and they're badasses. They're in a band together. Uh, it, it's oh sweet, yeah, they're fucking great, and uh, they're you know, you know they're doing awesome, you know, and 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 fucking Tinder, <laughs> you know, it's like what the fuck? How does it work for them? You know, God damn it. I, well, I mean, statistically, something has to, right? Like if everyone's on there, just like rummaging through, eventually something will match, right? Yeah, like, it's, it's awesome I, that it wouldn't. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, uh, I think a lot of people have a hard time being, you know, forthcoming and genuine on that stuff, right? Like their profiles are always like real contrived and bullshitty. Yeah. And, like as soon as someone, if they say what their fucking zodiac sign is, I'm out. I just nope, done. Swipe. You know, <laughs> I can't do this. What if they don't actually believe in the zodiac shit, but it's just some kind of bullshit conversation starter? Oh, still, I still won't. <laughs> I just don't. <laughs> you brought. I, 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 I feel the it. same way. I feel the same way about it. Like I'm so annoyed like, when anybody to pander to people. Like, don't get me wrong. I I think that there's points in our lives when things do line up, and you kind of have to take the jump, right? 
Like that happens. Yeah. It happens more often than we probably acknowledge. However, if you're looking for some some kind of app that tell you what your life's going to be, maybe get a better life. I don't know what to tell you. Dude, I, I don't know like how uh, other apps work. I've used just Bumble and Tinder, right? So uh, yeah. I, I, I laugh my ass off at some of these profiles, though, where they're like, I, mm-hmm. like I've seen ones, uh, one that said uh, she's fucking pregnant and married <laughs> and <laughs> and said that if your uh-huh. dick is less than seven inches long, don't then swipe left. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? So many parameters to navigate for that one. <laughs> And I would almost just want to be like, so where, how are you measuring it from the base? Like, what, where is your numbers coming from? <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. Where, and yeah, what's concerning about that a really is small that, like, net. you mentioned that you're pregnant, you mentioned that you have a husband, and then you mentioned the whole size thing. So, like, are those all related? Like, do you have a weird fantasy of, like, you want to watch, you want your husband to watch you have sex with someone who's pregnant? Like, is that a thing for you? Oh my god, man! I, I have no idea, but I, I definitely uh, screenshot that one. <laughs> god, I it's just what I like. The one things I do find endearing, though, is when people are just very upfront about their fetishes and what they're into. I'm like, good, you know what? You got it out there. It's not, you know, we don't have to have this giant discussion, or you don't yeah. get like a two years in find out that they're into all this other weird shit. Yeah, you know. I feel like the one thing I, or I shouldn't say the one thing, but one thing that I'm uh, that I'm jealous of uh, of uh, gay people about is that y'all seem to be a lot more sexually liberated than fucking straights. Is <laughs> well, that is that true? Yeah, well, Does that yes. make sense? I, I mean, I am no straight, but from what I can tell, yes. Uh, right. Well, I, I guess think, in yeah. your like you 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 you've probably known some, I guess, and you're like, wow, you guys are pretty boxed up. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Never been to church? Yeah. There's, like... <laughs> I will say that I think that it's... And I think this is true for any minority, right? That, like, anything that puts you in a box that's separate from the majority, and for LGBT people, it's their orientation or how they, you know, identify and everything, that becomes the hallmark for that group, right? And so for like gay men, you know, being gay, what, you know, that sexuality piece was the deviance from the norm. And so I think it becomes hyperinflated. And so over yeah. time, it kind of develops into these, you become more proud of it because society's kind of fighting you on it type of thing, right? Yeah. And so I think it's just, it's a natural thing to come out. And uh, you know, we've, ha- like, I've, had to come to terms with things in my life before that no straight person has and have had to deal with it growing up. Uh, and then you finally get to a point where people start to have these discussions and I think it's, it's healthier that way. Well, yeah. I mean, in your comedy, you talk about like the, the puppy play and, and stuff like that. So you, you, you know, you're fairly open about some, and I'm assuming that's, that's true. It doesn't need to be for right. comedy, but like, when I'm when I'm out uh, out in the city and shit, and we stop by like like I uh, went to AWOL recently and saw some uh, some dudes in uh, in dog masks and shit, and, uh, yep. and and I was just like, oh yeah, yeah, I've heard about this, yeah, cool, you know, and talked to him for a cool. minute. You know what I mean? It was like I I just I just couldn't imagine like seeing that at a fucking regular like straight ass bar or something, right? But like no, because it would be like the topic of the town. Right. Oh my God. Did you see that? Holy shit. Oh, everybody go look, you know? Yeah. 
but it, yeah, and I, the ability to just experience weird. your sexuality in in a way that's like, yeah, this is what I'm doing. You know, you into that? Let's get into it. You know, that is really it's cool very to me. Clearly, yeah. And I I love that shit. I love finding people who are just so like I love finding out what people are really into. Right? Like, not even just sexually, but like, what is the thing that makes that gives you that energy and gives you that oh that yeah. level of intensity and that yeah. shit is really cool when you do find like, i don't care if it's like if you're crocheting if that's your fucking passion then great i want to hear about it because i know nothing about it and you clearly give a fuck about it that's a really really fucking good point because like mm-hmm. i'm in the trades i'm a carpenter and oh, okay i love just watching somebody that's really fucking good at their job that really loves it mm-hmm. do their job oh, yeah. just watching them do it and the care that they take and the tricks that they know and the you know what i mean like that kind of shit mm-hmm. is really amazing because this is something it's about passion mm-hmm. and you're putting a little bit of yourself into it right like i just did uh my friend and i took a glass blowing class up here in cleveland yeah and it, it was awesome which I had to go pick up those bowls once this whole thing's over. But uh, <laughs> that it, kind I mean, of glass it's, blowing, huh? <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, no, I wish. But so we, uh, it was really cool. Like you know, I've never done any glass blowing. I've seen people do it, but like there is so much finesse put into it. And the people who were training, they were just like, this is their life, and like they they live and they breathe this thing. And you know, they picked up all these other things along the way, and. Every time you find someone like that who's like they're really truly dedicated to what they're doing, they're always some of the most down to earth people, right? Like because they found what makes them at least mildly happy, and so they don't have to worry about all this other shit. Yep. I think that the main the the main thing I'm taking away from this that I that I connect with too is that people that are trying to present something are the most boring people that I I can imagine. You know, people trying to force it. Yeah, people that are trying to present an image that they think you want. To me, I just, yep. I'm just so, t- I'm, I'm just like, oh god, okay, here we go. Yeah, that's why I don't even take care of myself half the time. Like, <laughs> I just roll out of bed, throw on some clothes, and go to work. And people are like, oh, you just seem so confident. Like, it's because I have zero effort in any of my presentation to you people. Like, I don't care what you think. I <laughs> guess I shouldn't take that too far. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, I mean, there's, I there's am that way though. Like I am that way to a point. Like here's the thing is like when I do like, you know, I scrunch my hair up and make it curly and sexy and shit, or I go to the barber shop and get my nice high and tight or whatever. It's because it makes me feel good. And that's who I want to be. Uh-huh. You know, it's yep. not because I think oh, yeah. that's who uh, Rory wants to, to talk to or because that's who so-and-so wants to talk to. You know what I mean? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess so I'm that, not, that makes sense. I'm not saying it means like, uh, fuck the world. I'm just going to like, you know, wear dirty underwear, you know? Yeah, <laughs> I guess you're right. I mean, I think it, it does come down to like just you being genuinely yourself, you know, and exactly. not adapting for other people's needs and wants. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm fucking 38 and uh, knowing myself has been a, a, a thing that I'm not sure I'm ever going to really attain, but. <laughs> right. I mean, but that's. From what I've heard, that that's the point. I don't know. Yeah, like, I think it's it's one of those things where uh, it never stops. You just kind of constantly are figuring that out. Yeah, which is cool. And who we are changes a lot too. So there's oh. knowing yourself is kind of like a, a a weird game to play because who you are is fucking changing every day. 
every fucking second, and you get tested by it. I mean, there's things that, like, I think everyone has their pillars, right? Like, the stuff that holds them together. But, like, besides that, it all kind of changes willy-nilly as it needs to. Right. Have you ever had the moment in where you ha- see a memory of yourself somehow, maybe on Facebook where they have those fucking Facebook memories, but, like, no. you, you, like, oh, that, I, 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 I did that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's oh, fucking shit. horrifying. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. That's I. Two of them recently, actually. Oh shit! You want to share? Sure. I mean, <laughs> the first two I, together, I I had a moment, um, which many young gay men do, where like I kind of just lost my mind and like bleached all my hair completely, like bleach white, and uh, then I got like crazy after the fact because I had like a giant like fallout in my life and so they just sh- I had a Britney Spears woman just shaved all of my hair off at once oh my and uh it didn't go well uh I didn't do it evenly and my uh hair person couldn't get to me in like a week so I had to like have all this uneven haircut to like go rummaging around through it's real rough um that's just a bunch of other I was really into Hawaiian t-shirts in high school and that was a weird phase <laughs> but Wait, were you out in high school? <laughs> no, I was in a Catholic high school. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I was leaning hard into Midwestern dad figure. And, uh, <laughs> That's awesome. Oof, I, haven't, I, have I haven't gotten so into many. Hawaiian shirts yet, but I'll tell you, when I was in high school, I was a fucking mess, man. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, well, so... Yeah, tell me about it. I, I okay, so like I had this thing. Okay, so I I wasn't punk rock, but I was like, it turns out I just had daddy issues. I wasn't actually yeah, punk uh-huh. rock, but um, <laughs> I got into this phase for a while where I was wearing t-shirts with neckties. Oh, I, I would wear like a yeah. loose a loose necktie, but they were always like really weird, like plaid, like ugly ties. Very green day, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was doing this this <laughs> thing. I did it before Avril Lavigne, though. I'll have you know. I okay. Well, that's a fact I was not going to bring up, but okay. <laughs> that's actually, fair, though. I mean, I just always I, like she even existed. When she started doing that, I actually stopped. I was I slowed it down. I was like, yeah. what? Oh fuck! Ah oh, shit! She ruined it. <laughs> I have a senior picture. I, I shit you not. I have a senior picture where I'm 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 wearing a t-shirt with a necktie, loose punk rock like, and I have it, as a wallet chain instead of a chain, I have a camera strap, like one of those old school camera straps attached to my wallet, like a cannon. Yeah, yeah, like but like a red and black with the pattern on it. You know what I mean? It's like a like a fancy camera strap. It looked ridiculous. I don't show people this often any anymore, but I I felt like you know confident enough in that time that, to get my senior pictures taken that way. Oh, so it's it's permanent in everyone's book. I I I literally have senior pictures with yeah with that with that outfit. It was fucking ridiculous. I don't know who let me get away with this shit, but I didn't have like I don't know maybe I didn't have the right guidance. Uh, <laughs> so like you know, I said, I had daddy issues. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of that, so you know how you when you're growing up, uh, your your parents pick out your clothes, right? Like they don't, you know, you're not five and going out and shopping. And uh, when I was growing up, at one point, I think I was like 
10 or something. Like, I still wasn't, you know, making choices, right? And one of my parents decided that things that match all have to be the same color. And so at one point I was wearing, it was like a brown hat with a brown shirt and brown shorts with brown shoes and then like khaki socks was like a little throw off like khaki colored socks the socks I remember Ever, so everyone yeah, was looking that, at the socks then yeah, it was a subtlety right and I like walked out of my room and changed my sister's like is that your shit outfit oh uh maybe and she's like who bought you this and she like went in my closet and she's like what is this and I had another outfit that was caution cone orange for <laughs> the shirt, the pants, and the socks. Couldn't get the shoes because they don't make shoes in that color. Oh, I but bet the they do now. It, you could, you could, you could I pull that outfit back out now. Oh, God. I would just go and stand in the middle of the road, and people would just have to go around me. Like, <laughs> uh, good days. Yeah, man. I didn't uh, have a chance. This is why when I when I came out, people were like, I mean, I guess, because <laughs> they're like, you don't know how to dress. I'm like, I never had a chance to learn. I can't tell you. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry I don't meet your uh, your definition of the stereotype. <laughs> oh, God. That was that was the, the first person I ever came out to. I remember was, she's like, oh, okay, that's cool. Go shopping or something? I'm like, no. I mean, yes, but that's not what I'm asking for right now. <laughs> that's for like emotional support. Yeah, I do need yeah. new shorts. I feel like, uh, it, like uh, the the whole like uh, youth, the gay youth experience has changed so fucking dramatically since I was in high school. So fast, yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, it, now it's like grade school kids are like we're queer. I'm like I, I like. Yeah, it's I guess it's I'm, so different, right? Because there's like so much more. I feel like there's there's just so much more acceptance, even in some conservative like culture. There's more acceptance, right? Oh, I don't know about that. I mean, I, mean, I guess if I'm saying more than be. more than I was, uh, you know, more than when I was a teenager is, I guess, what I'm saying for sure. Yeah, and I think that uh, especially when marriage equality became a thing, uh, a lot of the like people don't have anything to fall back on to argue against it, right? Like, if yeah. you could draw the line and be like, "Well, these people can't get married, so it's not a real thing." But then the courts are like, no, they can. You only need to stop being children. And everyone's like, fine, we won't be children anymore. <laughs> they just kind of move on. Yeah. So I don't know. It has It's changed a lot. I mean, if I, if I was a kid now, life would be a very different, you know, for all of us would be very different. But, like, coming out would be an incredibly different experience. Because I didn't come out until, like, end of high school, beginning of college. Yeah. Now kids are coming out when they're like twelve, and I'm like, "Are you sure? Like, I don't yeah. know. I don't know if I knew, but who knows?" It's well, yeah, maybe if you had that freedom at that age, though, because you were, you know, you were in this yep. conservative Catholic uh, uh, surroundings, right? So you didn't actually mm -hmm. have the choice to be open with yourself, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I you know, wasn't allowed to watch Will and Grace, so that's you know, <sighs> didn't have that. <laughs> I could lean yeah. back on. I wasn't either. Uh, I mean. 
Every oh, once in a while, really? I'd sneak it in. Yeah, I mean, I grew up very conservative. I was a fundamentalist. Actually, I, I would say honestly, about seven years ago, you would have fucking hated me. Oh God! And and deservedly what? so. I would have hated me eight years ago. I I did. I do. <laughs> so how, what were you raised? Um, I was uh, non-denominational, like evangelical. Uh, fundamentalist type like it was like a gotcha, gotcha. very spiritual very spiritual we believed that there was demons everywhere and that you you know you prayed and angels would protect you from the demons that were everywhere so if like i went into oh yeah i'll tell you like one time for example um in my in my youth uh we went i lived up in toledo and we went to a Marilyn manson concert and we brought uh there was a group of us and we went there to minister to all of these uh, horrible, you know, these people that were like going to hell, and we wanted to save them or whatever. And, <laughs> How did that uh, go? We had we had oil, and we were anointing each other with the oil and praying over each other for protection. And it was like dangerous. We were, like we were going into battle, you know, because there was all oh in our in our minds like we we knew that there was all these demons everywhere and that we needed protection, but we had to go out and fight the fight, you know. And it was all very exciting. And it was kind yeah. of like, um, yeah, it, I remember feeling like a really, th- like a thrill of danger, you know, mm-hmm. and like uh, rush. somebody uh, ended up getting a free, a, a ticket somehow. Somebody gave away a ticket and they're like, you know what? I think God wants me to go in there and to, <laughs> and to uh, minister inside the concert. So like we, this person literally dumped fucking oil on their head. Like the the remaining oil that we had to bless ourselves with, dumped it on her head, <laughs> and uh, and marched into there like a fucking warrior, you know. Um, and did, did he survive? I uh, I believe they made it out alive. Um, we were all you know very worried. We were all very worried. So what what's wild is that like those people at those concerts turn out to be some of the nicest people you ever meet. Oh, of course <laughs> they were having a blast. It's just, that's the same with bikers and everything. It's like, oh, they look tough. I'm like, yeah, but they're the first to like come and help you if something goes wrong. Like, yeah. they'll take care of it. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's amazing that dichotomy that people draw. We, well, we were fucking terrified of Marilyn Manson. I don't know. It was, you know, and Nine Inch Nails. Like, uh, uh, I remember that's talking their, with people about gig, Nine Inch right? Nails. About, oh, they're so scary. And like, oh, when they got the back masking on the on the records, so they're actually like uh, giving some incantation that could possibly like uh, curse you. <laughs> God. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, coming back to things that you're embarrassed about. But yeah. It turns out. Uh, so, what what triggered you back? I mean, or triggered you to come out of it? Um, I was uh, in my early thirties, and I realized at some point. Okay, there's so many different things. Uh, it's a weird just confluence of uh, of of events. For one, um, in two thousand four. I moved from my hometown of Toledo to Columbus. And mm-hmm. so I didn't have this tight knit church family around me, which was literally my bubble. Okay. So I lost the bubble and now I was in a new community where I didn't have a bubble. And we, you know, we, we, my, my ex-wife, my now ex-wife, um, mm-hmm. we found a church down here, but it wasn't the same. You know what I mean? And it didn't have that community that we, cause I grew up with this really small church, really tight knit. Everybody's in your business and everybody's holding you accountable and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So once I got outside of that, you know, I was like, kind of like a mm-hmm. little bit more, um, 
a, a little bit less restricted, I guess. And then um, yeah. I had a friend that kind of got me into these ideas. I got, I almost out radicaled myself. I got <laughs> so, yeah, because I started thinking that the church was actually bad because like, oh, if, you know, the, oh, like it's actually like this false sense of security. Like, it's like, oh, you know, they're. <laughs> you went meta <laughs> yeah i did i did i was like oh that's actually like satan's tricking people into thinking they're safe and you need to have oh this <laughs> personal relationship means it needs to be you and jesus alone in the wilderness blah 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 <laughs> yeah yeah i out radicaled myself and then and then when i realized like i still wanted to jerk off like pretty much all the time i was like i thought <laughs> this was bad but Jesus, you said I was. You were supposed to give me a new heart, and I've done nothing but yeah. devote my life to you for fucking thirty years, and I still I like. Gonna... You know what I mean? <laughs> it's still fucking there. Like this thing that you're telling me is like evil is still there, but you said everything was going to be different. Like I don't fucking understand. Am I doing something wrong? Talk to me, and then I got nothing. So yeah, it was a whole deal. <laughs> so I'm just gonna lean into this whole. Like hedonism thing and uh enjoy the ride <laughs> while we have it <laughs> um kind of yeah i did get a little libertine after that like i actually do remember mm -hmm. like after kind of having this um experience of coming out i was kind of like I, I i i told my uh my ex uh you know we were still still fairly happily married at that point you know but yeah. um I, I was like i she was like still kind of Christian, you know, at that point. And I was like, I am not going to be ashamed anymore. I, I absolutely refuse. No, I will not be ashamed. So I'm so fucking therapy. tired of being ashamed. Yep. So, so be it good, be it bad. I will not be ashamed. I'm, I'm just going to like do this thing. And if it's, if it's not good for me, I'm going to stop, you know, mm -hmm. I, I don't know. Did you have any, like you, so you grew up religious. I'm going to stop talking about myself. I'm looking up. Oh, no, no, no. I'm I'm, I was agreeing much. with you. I was listening. Yeah. You grew up somewhat religious, at least, right? With the Catholic upbringing. Oh, yeah. Like church every Sunday, prayers every night. Did you uh, buy into it or were you just going along? Oh, I was bought the fuck into it. Yeah. I was like real heavy into it. Like, I mean, until the age of reason. So like 16, then I started like being like, wait a minute. Like, this all seems a little fishy and this all seemed like a little weird. And I think for me, like the, the big part of it was, uh, you know, a coming out, but like coming to terms with things and be like, they keep telling me that I'm going to hell and I'm just, I don't know if I care anymore. <laughs> I think that's hmm. just going to happen if it happens. And yeah. it's like, I remember looking around and like, listening to all these rules that the church was giving out and these nuns were telling me that I was in school with. And I'm just going to be like, you know, Sister Catherine, it sounds like there's just no way to win. <laughs> it's just, you can't, Yeah. there's no way. No matter what you do, you're, you're just fucked. And I just remember kind of like slowly leaning out of it, especially when I went to college and I just kind of had this like, you know, epiphany of like, oh shit, like it's all just a construct, right? Like it's just a way to like help people manage through life and everything. But like yep. being in it entirely is like it made me very anxious growing up. So like I would have like OCD with like praying and like I had to do specific prayers at night or else something horrible would happen. Or I felt like the guilt of the world on my shoulders for like because mm. I didn't try hard enough or something. It was just insanity. 
Yeah. And I think you eventually, like like you said, like you just get to a point where you just kind of, you don't necessarily break, but you just are sick of the bullshit. Like, you're just sick of all mm-hmm. of it. Because you can't, you can only be told to do the rules so many times. I think the lack of results eventually caught up with me. And I think a lot of people are, are able to look past it and imagine that it's actually their fault. Just keep yep. feeling the guilt, right? Like, oh, no, I did fuck up. Uh-huh. I fucked up, and that's oh, why yeah. I'm here. You know, I kept, oh, I fucked up again. So that's why. You can't blame anyone else. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, it, did you fuck up, or is that not a bad thing? Or is it just it doesn't matter? Exactly, <laughs> yeah. The only things that matter are whatever you decide that matters. Yeah. You know, and it's like a personal philosophy type of thing. I mean, I just... I think the hardest part for me was, you know, I, I there's a lot of times I volunteer with different groups, um, you know, for kids who have like disabilities and stuff, and I sit there and there's a lot of I I'd have a really hard time after the first year of just being like, you know, if God exists and He's just permitting these things to happen for people to have these horrible things they have to get over and they have to like fight through their whole life, what are we doing? Like, why why is He not? helping us he's like oh you know people are like but it's you know free will I'm like but that's genetics that's not free will that's just like a nature fucked up type of thing yeah. so you can't tell me that it's because we're not you know trying hard enough that doesn't make any sense to me and it just it's just not worth the stress you know i guess in my case that was the the thing was is i was trying so goddamn hard like i i you know i i literally thought that lust was like this huge problem and that it, I mean it, it affected my marriage like my wife like would come to me and be like oh I think you looked at porn today and it would be like well oh. bitch I look at porn every fucking day and you don't recognize it but today I did yeah, yeah you're right okay <laughs> oh what was what was the what was the glisten in my eye when I saw joy for a minute but you looked at porn today. Fuck off. Well, yeah, that was like a thing though. And like for a while it was, you know, for there would be like times like, oh, oh my God. Like when I was coming up, like in the teen years and shit, like the church that I grew up in, um, we would have men's retreats and that's all that we would talk about was lust and porn. I mean, oh, it, God. It, I remember those all yeah, the those. time, man, all the time. Yeah, and it's and like, it, Hey, Motherfuckers, this is normal human shit. This is real human shit. This is just what humans do. Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And they would just berate you, and you have nuns yelling at you. I'm like, when's a. I'm sorry, sister. I know you don't do it, but that's not my problem. Like, here's the thing is, like, she probably does once and again. Oh, it's got to be so spiteful, too. Like, it's got to be the angriest. (laughs) Of all of it. How do you? Yeah, let's 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 uh, just uh, take a moment and just imagine how nuns masturbate. Oh God, I'm just <laughs> flashing back to like The Exorcist. Like, <laughs> oh fuck, I didn't even think of that. Yikes. Yeah, <laughs> it's in all the rooms. <laughs> Christ. Oh, that guy. That went. Yeah, that went sideways. <laughs> oh well, it's fine. Did you ever? Uh, do you ever are you a big horror movie fan? I'm not. I get scared, man. Um there's some that I I definitely have seen The Exorcist and I definitely like catch up on some of the classics. Mm-hmm. And uh there's some that I'm into. I like, you know, I I, I was I, I do like I get traumatized by some horror movies though. Like I'll have nightmares oh, and too. shit. But I, some I of don't, them are really I don't do well good, with though. them either. 
Like, what's what, what what's your take on it? Where were you going? On horror movies? Yeah, like because you, you were asking me about it. Oh, I just I I like them because it you know kind of gets my blood boiling a little bit. It's like that, or I watch Fox News and I'm like, oh, I can go for a run now. Like, I'm <laughs> that's a horror movie of its own. Right, I'm like, oh, okay, let's my blood pressure's up. Let's go. Uh, I I like them. I have a very hard time watching them by myself. I, I need someone else to bear with me. I think it's because I was raised very Catholic and like religious. So like anything that's like demon or like evil centric, I'm like, yeah. mm, I don't know about this. This is gonna get real dicey real fast. Right, right. Because because I actually like believe demons were 100 percent fucking real. Oh yeah. So and back that's like ingrained back then, like I actually thought when I watched those movies, like that that I was actually inviting that kind of demonic activity into my own life. Yeah, I mean, there's people who believe in that stuff, right? Like, you have this whole, you know, left-hand path magic of, like, your intent type kind of opens the realm of possibilities for things to happen that are more or less yeah. maligned, right? Yeah. But, uh... Are you into spiritualism ever, at all? Like, like now? You know, I don't know anymore. <laughs> like, I keep, like, an like eighth, even if it's, like, a not a Christian it. thing at all, like, take away Christianity entirely, but there's... The new thing, like in, in in people that aren't religious, is in, and on the left, is uh, all of the you know rocks do this and uh, you know uh, there's oh, that, all this energy silly, like, and uh, all this kind of stuff. Yeah, I think I, the the way I've married it in my head is to like I understand people like oh these rocks they have magic and all this other type of shit. I'm like, but maybe if you convince yourself enough that this one thing holds an important concept in your head every time you touch it it's going to remind you of that concept and you're going to work towards that thing that makes sense to me um inherently i'm like if i have like a horrible disease if you put fucking salt lamps in my room i'm going to kill you like don't (laughs) seriously don't do that it's a waste of energy yeah Um, i don't know i and this i was going to ask you because like i have seen things I can't explain and I don't know how to really truly uh, like rationalize my way through them but I don't know I've accepted there's things I don't understand because I'm very like data analytically driven like I need to see numbers I like to see how that works out but I've seen shit I can't really explain and I don't know uh, if I need to you know maybe I just accept that there are some other things out there I don't know I'm uh I, I I agree with you, and I think that uh, I think that I, I I would call my I would definitely call myself call myself a materialist. Mm. Um, I believe that everything is physical. Everything is is even if we don't understand it, right? Like we don't have to necessarily know how to explain it because that's been the case all throughout history, right? As people have been experiencing real shit but not known what mm-hmm. the fuck it was, right? Yeah, it's like oh. It's- like that's just some part or something yeah yeah because like fire meant some sort of god made warmth you know like oh yeah the sun 100%. the sun rises like the sun was the first god right because it came up every day and the moon was you know it's it's corresponding god right not that humans are just fucking stupid but yeah no <laughs> no it's not I, here's the thing is like i don't i don't think that i was stupid even though i believed really fucking asinine things in my life right you're right you're right yeah no there's 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 something to be said for that i i think i think in fact people that are very intelligent actually 
are able to uh, justify really asinine beliefs uh, a lot easier, if that makes sense. Hey, they can rationalize them. There was uh, some study that they found that people, the, the higher people's intelligence went, there's this weird thing that happened where they they would kind of invert and start believing in something a little bit higher than themselves because things would just seem so coincidental, right? Like they just these patterns kept showing up. You're like, I don't know. I don't know if we can just like keep tossing this off as like random facts that happen, but maybe there is something else, you know? But you have to kind of be at that intellect level to be like, oh, there's these weird patterns and see all that shit. But yeah. Who fucking knows? Yeah. I mean, so I, I think that the thing that, that humans are exploring right now is just the mind, right? We're mm-hmm. we, we've literally in my lifetime, um, we've actually come to understand uh, such uh, things as depression as a real fucking thing, you know. Yep. Um, and what and a, so many other mental illnesses, right? <laughs> that these are actual like, oh no, you don't. You're not just a you know a throwaway person now because you're you're you have a mental illness. You know, you can actually be you're sick, you have healed in some way. pain, yeah. Right. Thought pain. Yeah. <laughs> or like, or like when I was coming up, people thought you just needed to pray more, you know, like, Oh, you're depressed. Pray more. Um, well that doesn't which, fucking work. To be honest is a type of meditation, right? And like, Oh my gosh. The help too. So much. That is yeah. such a great point. Such a great point. Yep. I, I, yeah. I mean, the yeah. Truth to it, but it's not, it's not something else is coming. It's just like, maybe sometimes if you calm yourself down, things can turn out to be okay. It's problematic in that you're tying certain beliefs into that powerful idea. Right. So, um, yeah, be, I, I can pray and I'll feel better about my depression, but I also, you know, hate gay people because that's the way that works. Right. (laughs) You were the gay all along. Yeah. (laughs) Right. So, but like every time, I believe there is an atheist kind of spiritualism that I can get down with where it has to do, it's materialistic Mm -hmm. in nature and it has to do with the fact that our minds are fucking weird and crazy. And, and, and I don't believe in some sort of magical energy, but there is a, you know, it's all, it's all, you know, neurons firing and synapses and shit in our brains. And we don't really understand all of it, but, but there's something there and, and meditation really does have an effect on our bodies and we can we can really uh control our emotions and uh control a lot about our our problems in life with that it's it's powerful 100 oh, percent. yeah i and i think that it's it's completely vital to get to a point and this is something that before the whole like you know louis ck lost his mind and whatever the hell happened but he made a good point of uh one of the biggest problems that people have anymore is the inability to just sit there and be a person by themselves and to be able to be okay with just themselves. Yeah. I think that's a huge thing that's... I think now that we're all literally quarantined in our own homes, we're going to have to get used to, right? Like, yeah. you got to be good at, like, your own company or else you're going to go crazy. Yeah. I'm a, are, are you an extrovert? So you, I don't, I'm, I'm, we're, I'm about to find out, but uh, <laughs> I think I'm like some I, kind of extreme extrovert. I think I'm a, I'm, I think I'm a reluctant extrovert, 
I'm extroverted where I want to be, but like all not all the times, if that makes sense. I, I feel like I I actually get some sort of like dopamine like rush from being from seeing someone I know in a grocery store randomly. Oh, 100%. Yeah. It will change the Except, course of well, my day. If you like them, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. Either way, though, <laughs> it'll affect my day. Like, if I see somebody oh, yeah. I hate in the grocery store, it will also awesome. give me a huge emotional oh. reaction. Yeah, that motherfucker ruined cantaloupes for me today. <laughs> I can't even go back. <laughs> Fuck cantaloupes. Yeah, fuck these cantaloupes, man. That, he's just fondly though. I just can't, I can't. I can't do it anymore. No. No, but... and honest. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I mean, I think that we, we underestimate how much ourselves and the people around us truly do affect our own emotional state, which I think is why toxic relationships are, are becoming such a big topic anymore. Um, you just got to be aware of that. It's okay. It goes in hand in hand with the whole like negative thinking thing too. Like I was talking to someone about that today of uh, there's a certain point where like, yeah, you can bitch and moan all you want, but at the end of the day, like either you make a change or you don't. And you've wasted how many hours just sitting there like angry about something. Like I don't, yeah. What are you doing? You know? And that's, that's hard. I mean, like I've, it's taken me a very long time to get to that point, you know? To acknowledging, like, oh, well, maybe if I stop being a piece of shit about it, like, I can yeah. go and change this shirt that I don't want to wear, you know? I guess I, I, I do tend to find that, that people that that fall into that, like, that kind of hatefulness, like, tend to hate themselves the, the most. And I guess that sounds trite. But... No, I think it's true. Yeah. Man, I people that are constantly angry and constantly, um, you know, uh, thinking people are a piece of shit for, uh, any number of reasons. Just being there, just being alive. Like, yeah. Like, oh, this the motherfucker, how dare like, you cross oh, my path. Can't believe it. Yeah. These kind of people are also that upset with themselves. And I guess I, 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 I identify with that to an extent, even though I've never been like, uh, necessarily, a. I wouldn't say that I've I've been the person that hates hates anyone extremely, you know, I've never been that negative, but like I've definitely been like a I I man, I I feel like I've been a bit of a of a of a shithead sometimes where where who I really was hating was was me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It's like I'm oh, really yeah, I really like fucking hate myself. Yeah, I really, I really hate myself, but like, I really just want to hate someone else worse, you know. So I'm just gonna push this on someone else entirely. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean that's I, I think I think they uh, psychologists call that projection. Right. You just kind of project your negative internal emotions on other people. Yeah. And uh, oh, it's real fun when you call them out on it too. Because <laughs> people don't, people hate that. They're like. Well, you're just upset with yourself. It's like, no, no, I'm not. (laughs) They get all indignant. Oh my gosh. Actually, I just had this, uh, this thing happen today and I was so embarrassed. I was, I was at work, uh, and, uh, we were installing these, uh, these new doors on these cabinets and they have these stickers on the back. Right. And, uh, mm-hmm. and I was telling this, uh, this, um, this, uh, coworker, this, uh, that, you know, that I, I'm his, I'm his boss basically. And, uh, 
I was telling him like, okay, we got to have a process here. Okay. So like when we install these doors, we, you know, we, we install them, we adjust them, we peel the, the, uh, the plastic off the front, take the sticker off the back and then they're done and we never come back to them. Okay. Everything's done. There's yeah. a process. Okay. So once you leave this door, we never have to worry about that happening ever again. Right. Like everything about that door is done. He's like, yeah, yeah, yes. cool. Perfect. You know? And uh, so we go on about our day, right? And so then my boss comes in, the owner of the company comes in, opens a door, and there's stickers on the back. And I'm like, dude, I remember we talked about this. We got to have this process. And he turns around and he says, yeah, you did that door. And then like, I had this moment of like fucking, you know, rewind. And, he's, and it was like. And you're like, oh, shit. Yep. It was me all along. <laughs> it's like you are your own Scooby-Doo villain at that point where like you rip off the mask and it was just you the whole time. I was so embarrassed that I like reacted that way. And then it, that I was the one that did it. It was such a beautiful. Mm-hmm. It was a beautiful. That's one of those beautiful humiliations. Does that you, you, you know what I'm saying? Yourself. Yeah. yeah, you have to be you have to be humble, right? <laughs> Sometimes you have to be you, brought low. <laughs> there's a point, and I think the true healthy because I remember I was in when I was in therapy a couple of years ago, my therapist loved that I did comedy and she would always like, once you can do a set about the thing that's bothering you, I know that you've gotten over it. I'm like, I don't think that's true, but let's go for it. Uh, <laughs> and there's a lot of times Wait, is that in where, your set? Because I've I've heard that before. Is that in your set? No, but I think it's true. Yeah, I think it's very true. Okay, I've definitely heard that. Get in front of people and oh, it's it's got to be real somewhere. Um, (laughs) But I'm sorry for interrupting you. It's completely true that if you can't laugh at yourself, then you're you're done. (laughs) You're just fucked. Like there's nothing. You're a lost cause. Unfortunately, (laughs) it's nothing you can do. Uh, yeah, that's just the way it goes. I I guess like but. the ability to laugh at yourself, but also love yourself though at the same time is is I feel like is important to that that thing. Oh right? yeah, and that's a hard fucking lesson too. And I hate that it's as hard as it is because our culture apparently we don't care about ourselves as much as we think we do. But uh, I remember this is you know related to what we were talking before uh, the guy I'm dating and. Uh, I remember going into, you know, before the first date and, like, talking to my friends and being like, man, fuck this. Like, I don't, this is going to just be another disappointment, just another horrible thing. They're like, maybe you can just get over your own shit and just enjoy it for a minute. And I'm like, fine. <laughs> and then I went, and it was beautiful and perfect, and it was the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. But, like, there's a moment when you have to sit there and be like, oh shit, like maybe you just have to give yourself a break and actually enjoy yourself instead of like faking it. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of people like, well, I'm just going to take a little bubble bath with some candles. I'm like, that's not self care, I don't think. But I mean, it could be. Maybe that's a start. I don't know. I think self care, I think this country, we've gotten into this, this ritual in this country of like self care is like, treating yourself and like giving yourself all these extra things uh, but it's not actually caring about yourself right yeah like you're literally just mass you're just you're like putting perfume over a pig like you're not actually doing anything about it you're just for breezing the smell it's still there you yeah. haven't done anything with it it just is better than it was so like i think we still have to get to a point of like self-care is actually like you sitting down having 
this is not really cheesy, but like a discussion with yourself of like, these yeah. are things you got to change because you keep fucking up. <laughs> Maybe don't do that anymore. Yeah, I mean, I guess uh, I, I totally, I totally agree with that to a point. I also like feel like a way about uh, should and 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 saying I have, you know, this. Oh, I should do that, or I have to do this, or this kind of like. Um, expectations of uh of uh there's this judgment on yourself that that i don't know i don't know how to word this and, I, and i'm probably you know we're fucking over an hour into this so i'm i'm pretty drunk now yeah. but but i know that yeah. that i always have this feeling that i i would be better if i did this i if i could just do this then i'd be a better person yeah. you know but yeah. i'll never do that and I just can't do that, but I should, Yeah, you know, I should do that. <laughs> and so there's always this like thing where I'm not good enough. Line, you're feeding yourself a line of a crock of shit, right? Like you're, you're giving yourself like an impossible situation. Yeah. Like, well, because literally what you're doing is saying like, but if I could only do this one thing that is literally impossible, then I'll be happy. So you're yeah. already putting your happiness out of reach, right? Yeah. Like you're not even able to get to it because it's like you can't, be the president of the beer company you love right away. Like maybe you gotta like take other <laughs> steps if you really want to do that. See, but all like, I want to do is start a podcast umpire, but dude, same. <laughs> uh, but it turns out it's really hard to get people in the one room right now, so it's <laughs> a hard time. Well, yeah, that's why we're on the phone, right? <laughs> uh, I guess it's also I, uh, because you're in Cleveland. That too, that is a thing. Uh, I happen to be geographically located elsewhere. Yeah. Uh, you know what's funny is I generally like right now, like in the in Lampshade Media, I've I've been focusing just on Columbus Comics, right? And I saw yeah. you uh, perform uh, at Kerouac with uh, with at Night with the Berkies, yeah. And uh, Great show. immediately just assumed you were like solid Columbus, right? But it turns out you're only half Columbus. I'm 50-50 in that <laughs> weird inbred motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you're Cleveland born, right? Yeah, Cleveland born. Uh, then went to college at Wittenberg University in Springfield. And then I got a job in Columbus, thanks to Pat Deering, actually. Oh, wow, um, cool. And then I was... Yeah, he and I went to college together, so like I've known him forever. Oh, nice! And uh, we were in the same improv group, and so like it's just a weird bunch of weird lines. So I was, you know, I was in Columbus where I actually started doing stand-up comedy, and then I, you know, moved back to Cleveland because uh, money, <laughs> and they tend to apparently pay more up here. So need that Cleveland small money. Small benefits. Cleveland money that costs a living. There's a lot of uh, people that are back and forth between uh, Cleveland and Columbus. I feel like it's a uh... They're both like decent cities. It's a Midwestern trade-off. I mean, it really is. Like Columbus and Cleveland are, you know, similar in as far as like size and demographic and all this other shit. So like, I don't think it's it's too out of line. What's the scenes like there as far as uh, compare the 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 work in uh, the comedy scene in Columbus versus uh, Cleveland? What's that? You know, it, it's it's much more different than I anticipated. So like Columbus, because I think it's a younger town. You have these open mics everywhere. Like you can just walk in and just be like, "I'm going to do a set," yeah. and they just show up and sign up and go every night of the week. Cleveland, there's a few of those. Yeah, oh, multiple nights and the multiple shows in the same night every yep. night. 
Cleveland, there's you show every night, but when I found a lot of it's pre-booked. Like, you have to kind of sign up for stuff. Okay. So there's a little different culture there. So it's, yeah, and you kind of have to, like, there's a little bit more networking because I think the thing with Columbus, because of how close-knit all the, the shows are, is that people bounce from show to show to show to show. Uh, yeah. But I think up here it's more like you got to, like, prove yourself to one person and get in on you know, another show and it's a little bit more networking, a little more challenges with it. Hmm. Yeah, it's something you got to know the, the people to get on the show because you got to be able to text them or whatever. Well, you got to be asked. Yeah. So I think it's, it's, there's, there's less open mics in general for a mic. You got to be asked. Kinda. I mean, you can kind of show up and do it, but like it's, if other people have signed up, it's, it's full. So like, it's usually, you got to have to like put in a request. I do a lot of emails <laughs> to uh, get on yeah. the things. That's interesting. Yeah, it's very strange. Yeah, but it's you know it's interesting. I like the the pace is a little different, which I think is cool. Like every city's got a different pace as far as comedy goes. Like some are a little bit quicker. Like Columbus felt like it was kind of rapid fire because there were so many people all at once. Um, Cleveland seems to be a little bit slower. But people seem to, in general, have like a little bit higher, uh, more experience in doing it. Yeah, that's but, that's wild. I feel like I need to travel more. Um, I've just, I moved from Toledo to Columbus. So I moved from like what I can say is pretty much a shithole to a pretty cool city. (laughs) Yeah. And and so I'm like, this is amazing. You know what I mean? Everywhere I look, it's amazing shit. You know, it's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but you're I, losing your mind like this is incredible. That's a fucking stop sign. Like, oh my god, I've never <laughs> seen one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the store signs light up Columbus. and everything. Oh my god, they're open to <laughs> eleven PM. Yeah. Yeah. When I actually I shit you not, when I first moved here, I was like, the fucking McDonald's takes credit cards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is two thousand and four when I moved establishment. here. When I moved here, I was 2004. I'm like, the McDonald's takes credit cards? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> this is incredible. This place is magic. Oh, shit, man. Yeah. That was a good time. <laughs> I love Columbus. I do. I, I feel like I probably cool should like go and visit some other cities. Or, I mean, go live in some other cities. Have you lived anywhere but Cleveland or Columbus? But things are open again. Well, yeah. Uh, I'm assuming there's going to be a future. Ohio. You lived in Springfield? Yeah, because that's where I went to college. Oh my gosh! Okay, so you like lived in the town of of uh, Dave Chappelle? Uh, close enough. Yeah, he's in Yellow Springs, but it's it's down the street from Springfield. I mean, it's close enough. Yeah. It's uh. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We would go and visit Yellow Springs all the time because it's like hippie as shit. Springfield's probably closer to Dayton than it is to to Yellow Springs, though, isn't it? Oh no, no, it's closer to Yellow Springs. Than oh Dayton, really? For okay. Sure, it's like a. 15 minute drive yeah yellow springs is like this magical hippie fucking commune in in the middle of nowhere in ohio it's it's a weird little town the kids like they control their their work the kids control the school schedule and shit like they're like oh we don't want to have school they're like okay and they just quit and just don't do school that day like people are knitting sweaters for the trees because they're too stone not to know that they're not human. Like it's just, <laughs> it's it's fucking bananas. Like it's really it's a it's a fantastic town. It is. It's a lot of fun. I mean, there's the there's the 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 flower the sunflowers there that's beautiful, and yeah, there's the cool. pizza, and there's the nature. The there's a lot of nature cream. shit. Oh yeah, the ice cream, of course. It's a beautiful little city. Uh, Young's, 
Yeah. Fuck yeah. I dated a guy that worked there. Oh, so much free ice cream. <laughs> so those Good were the time. chubby years, huh? Yeah. I mean, and then extended afterwards because of, you know, depression. But yeah. regardless. <laughs> well, man, um, I am. Uh, I, I feel like I am now. Like I've reached that point of the evening where I'm now almost too drunk to continue podcasting. This is gonna go off, yeah. <laughs> Dude, we're I, just gonna be talking about like ponies and unicorns and shit in five minutes. Yeah, why have we not talked about ponies and unicorns yet, though? What the fuck? Oh, I'm not smoking weed. I don't yet. know, man. I, oh, I know. I haven't taken my gummy yet. <laughs> I, uh... That's the problem. God damn it. That's that's why. <laughs> I hope that we I hope that we cycle back in uh, culture to having the mini the the those big panel vans with the unicorns painted on the side. <laughs> that's your big hope for the world. That's if that happens, I know we'll be okay. Because like if people <laughs> if we're in a place that people can get stoned enough to start air spraying unicorns on their van as a permanent feature then things are going to be okay no one's doing that right now we'll get to it i think we'll get there probably in the next couple months but once we see that hopeful fucking unicorn it'll be okay yeah i agree i agree no no i have all die i have hope for the future and unicorns and rainbows man it'll be okay we're just going to have to have a very long conversation about like how we decide to have a government after this. Like that's going to be it. But <sighs> Jesus Christ, you know, don't bring it down, yeah. man. <laughs> no, 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 I was no, no. feeling so I hopeful. Invite anarchy. Let's fucking roll, man. I got a. I have a samurai sword and a mock remake model of the the master sword from Legend of Zelda. I'm ready to roll at any given moment. <laughs> I don't know, like sword people kind of kind of freak me out a little bit, but maybe I that is some weird shit. Knife people are fucking scary. Okay, I don't fuck with knife. They're people. They're terrifying because there's more than one knife, and they're all named, and they're all properly stored somehow. It's, I don't it's, trust knife people. Like mm. I get down with, with no. I get down with sword people. Um, I'm I'm just because <laughs> it's a whole production to get it out. I, I'm just like, okay, wait, 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 wait. You got a you got a a replica of what? From where? <laughs> Do you actually have a Legend of Zelda sword though? Yeah, I went as Link for Halloween one year, and I bought the sword. So wait, <laughs> it's like you the- bought. Is this sharpened? Uh, I haven't sharpened it in a very long time. I did accidentally stab my boyfriend at the moment from uh, the so awesome. guy I was dating probably like a couple years ago. You accidentally stabbed him with your Zelda sword? Yes, he scared the living shit out of me. He came around a corner and tried to scare me, and the closest thing to me was the sword, which I kept by my bed. And so I grabbed it, unsheathed it, and then like pointed at him and like, Hit him in the arm, but I hit like an but I hit like an artery, and so blood just started what? squirting everywhere. He's screaming. I'm Are you screaming, shitting the me? Dog screaming at the. Are you shitting me right now? This is completely true. He had to call off work because he was bleeding out. <laughs> so... The Zelda sword. You cut your boyfriend yeah, no. with the Zelda sword, and that this was the thing that you had to defend yourself with. It wasn't like you know, yep. like if you had a knife. 
he wouldn't have he wouldn't have been lurking at all. He'd have been like, "Hey, hey, I'm here," you know, because he knew you had a right. knife. But he was like, like "Oh no, thing, this dude's right? just got a fucking Zelda sword, right?" <laughs> well, the the light the lights were off, and so all of a sudden I just hear this rumbling in the room, and someone tries to come and scare me. I'm like, "Fuck this shit!" And I <laughs> grab my fucking Zelda sword out, rip it out of its sheath. And I am like stabbing in the arm. He's bleeding everywhere. And he's screaming, and this is why I. He's like, uh, it's me. I used to like I, because I grew up conservative. Conservative. I used to have like all these guns, right? And I used to keep no, a God. fucking loaded gun in my nightstand. Okay. And I stopped doing that shit because it's fucking dumb. Because if I had a Zelda sword in my nightstand, I might nick an artery, right? But if I yes, 100%. but the loaded gun, like, way dumber. I will I will say the I don't know this is probably very not good for me to think this way, like out of my own safety. Okay. I'm more afraid of someone wielding a prop sword at me than someone <laughs> holding a gun. Well mostly because like the pe- person with the gun understands that they have a gun. The person that will be a prop sword is completely disassociated from reality and they are willing to just kill you with it. Like, I guess like I, I guess I can't like imagine like like a, a tough like a fucking like a tough sword knife guy. Like yeah, I got a Zelda no. sword and that's what I protect myself with yeah. and uh and if you come into my house at night I might fucking pull that shit out, you know? I'll probably stab you with it. <laughs> Turns out I'm like I've auto aim. I just kind of went for it. That's incredible. I felt so bad. Of so course. I bought a wine yeah. and ice cream afterwards. Did that cover up for the for the uh, cut artery, or uh, was he still sore? No, no, he's got a scar still. Oh my god! Is yeah, that a, is that the only way that you arm. scarred him? Oh god, probably not. But... <laughs> we already talked about enough That's psychology the... tonight, huh? Oh, we can get into all that some other time. Uh, I got that. Yeah, it's. I'm telling you, man. Swords, they they get the job done. Swords are yeah. Swords are swords are a thing. I should write a joke about that one. Oh well, I'm glad I could in, I could I could be a part of this inspiration, man. You're my muse, man. Well, we can muse. We can muse. Yeah. Set the standard the next for Apocalypse sword talk. Light episode. <laughs> we got the new name now, Apocalypse Light, presented yep. by who? Who, who present? Who presents this? Oh yeah, Florida oh, Inbreds. <laughs> How could I forget? Uh-huh. Um, yeah, How we got to ever forget. We got to rebrand the whole fucking show. Um, but it's gonna be great, Apocalypse Light. Lampshade Media presents Apocalypse Light. Yeah, what an expensive marketing campaign to rebrand every fucking week. <laughs> well, you know, I've been making some cost cutting measures. So I'm not just buying all of the merchandise immediately now. Um, I'm really right. like kind of I've kind of slowed down on buying new merchandise every week. You know, I mean, you got to you got to be responsible with that money. I mean, I've got burrito koozies here for some fucking reason. I've got <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> what? Yeah, I've got a lot of weird shit just on hand now um, from all burrito the different uh, rebrands I've done. And uh, nobody even remembers why I should have this merchandise, you know. What's a burrito koozie? Uh, it's like a like a push up koozie, like a beer koozie, but for burritos. Because no one likes a dusty burrito. Yeah, I don't know. A dusty burrito. What is happening? There's been a lot of names, bro. A lot of names. That's fair. <laughs> 
That's very fair. I can't. I Jesus. can't remember them all. I think the first name, the first name that I came up with was Chuckle Fox. That's the one I. I, I For. I, it was Lampshade Media. Yeah, Lampshade Media presents Chuckle Fox. Chuckle Fox. Have you ever uh, had a Chuckle Fucker? Oh my god! Is that a thing? You could, what do you have? Mm-hmm. You have that? Chuck, yeah, Chuckle Fuckers are like. They're basically roadies who just like follow you to the shows and just like keep trying to sleep with you because you're a comic. <laughs> okay, I, <laughs> I had no idea that fucker. that was a thing. I've not. You I'm arbitrarily not a... made that up. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was like an insult, like like uh, this chuckle fuck. It is. <laughs> <laughs> My first interview was was with Wonder Dog. I wonder if he knows about chuckle fuckers. Oh, I he does. <laughs> I'm very certain that Doug. So does. that's that's why he changed Doug, the name. Yeah, he's a real patient zero of chuckle fuckers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My, I think like one of my favorites actually was after him. He named it Panic Attack, and then Amber Falter named it uh, Bathtub Rim Job. Jesus a, Christ! Yeah, lamp, it's like a roll of the dice. Lampshade like, Media presents. Ba- and she, like, <laughs> she had very good reasoning. Yeah, she had very good reasoning. She thought it was very soothing and relaxing, and she didn't like. Doug named it Panic Attack, of course. Anyway, well, you know that's Doug's brand. Very on brand, yeah. <laughs> I bet he gets home and he's like the calmest person in the world. Has like never doesn't raise his voice, doesn't have a moment. Anyway, uh, I you know what. <laughs> You know what? I'm talking too much inside baseball about this uh, naming gimmick now, so I gotta go. That's all right. <laughs> it's Some all right. Shit. It's the end of the show well, anyway. No one's listening anymore. Yeah, it's fine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, thank you so much for fucking uh, coming on the show, being a part of the uh, live show, and uh, and talking to me. And uh, hell yeah, man. Uh, this was a great Let's conversation. Back to normal. Let's do it again. Yeah, when uh, when the world doesn't seem to be ending anymore we should definitely uh do some do some shit and if it does end we'll just do a <laughs> we'll just do a show to a bunch of like mutated rats it'll be fine yeah yeah let's just cast our voice into the void and say fuck it all i do that every night yeah it'll be good <laughs> all right man well thanks uh thanks for renaming the podcast and uh giving me a new uh a new future man i appreciate it oh yeah man <laughs> all right all right i will See you soon. All right, man. Later. Have a good one. This program is produced by Lampshade Media. Hosted by Mel Milliman. Music by Tyson Shipman. Graphic design by Griffin Browning. Social media by Sam Welch. Voiceover by Ryan Branch. And a special thank you to our sponsors, Paddy Wagon Food, Platform Brewing Company, and The Garden. <laughs>